0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
2: Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby.
3: Andy <laughs> Jacobs, sorry.
2: This is the h and Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Kevin Day returned. Uh, to look back on the weekend's Football, he was on good form, Talk about his book. Yes, and uh, what else? Don't Ask Me was very, very thrilling, I thought. It was, it was, yeah. And uh, we had a bit of a chat, so I think that's about it, really. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone.
3: Good afternoon, Andy. Um, Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. And I'm seething. This, Are you really? And it's not because of Chelsea. Oh, okay, it's uh, I, I. I just even before this decision this morning. Uh, Are you talking about? Jordan I'm talking about the tonight, officiating in this league. It's yeah. absolutely. It's a combination of Kalina and Ellery's terrible law changes that don't work, and the offside rule that doesn't work, and the way it's being implemented by mm. our officials the combination they are letting down this great league these great players they deserve so much better than this it's really pitiful and then to compound it with the Pickford decision there, there wouldn't been a I tell you there wouldn't have been a fan in this country if Pickford had got a three-day ban three sorry three day three game ban would have said, yeah, that's right. Yeah, how can they do? Have a Tony done? How can they hide? No, none. How can they hide <sighs> behind that rule that they say? Well, oh, well, they they saw it and they dealt with it. They didn't deal with it. It's rubbish to say that. Stop hiding behind that pathetic thing that's designed to protect your terrible officials. Really, I'm sick of it. They've got to improve. It's mm. not good enough.
2: It but really is. The thing is, it it doesn't look good either way because if what you're saying is they did take a look at it and they didn't think it was worthy of any punishment, <laughs> it's at time. What game are you watching? Yeah. And and if they didn't see it, then what what are they? Hell, how? how did they not see yeah. that? How was there were four people in that truck? Surely somebody would have said, blimey, that doesn't look good. Shouldn't Michael have another look at that? I mean, somewhere along the line. Just
3: let him look at it. Just say so we're not sure. I mean, I know that all they had to say to him was, yes, it was offside, so it can't be a penalty, but it was a really terrible challenge. You might want to look at that, Michael. You know, and then tonight, you've got the reverse situation where Coot is the referee and Oliver is the VAR. How ridiculous is yeah. that? That's utterly ridiculous. Was it? Then is he going to make
2: Coot go to the monitor? Is he going to saw Coot off? Who yeah. knows? I wouldn't it's- be putting in any late tackles after the whistle's gone tonight because I think you'll find you'll be going off. <laughs> That's the way it tends. To- what tends to happen, of yeah. course, is they cock up and then we have a makeup decision in the next game and somebody else gets sawn off. And it might mm. not be as bad as the look. It wasn't malicious. He didn't mean it. It was a rush of blood. But so was Lewis well, no, Duncan. and was, he went oh, off.
3: I think it was pretty malicious. I, <laughs> it was, I thought he tried to take him out. But he plays. Pickford plays. Well, that's the point. Why I'm, I'm giving to him to the benefit you. of the doubt? I'm he giving does, him no benefit of the do doubt because he plays in a frantic, sort of fevered way that is not calm. You know, you saw the best both sides of him. He made two great saves, yeah. but he also the. the goal that should have stood the Mane that was never offside in a million billion years that goal should have stood and he should have done better on it but he was lucky he got away with it and uh,
2: you know Look, but, it, it was high and out of control but i don't think he meant it i really i mean i, I just i don't think he did i don't think he went in to do him well, I really what was he dunked. trying to do well yeah, i don't know he was trying to get the ball but he was too high and he was too late and they're the sort of tackles as lewis dunk found. you get you sent off yeah but if you're in that sort of frantic mad state of mind that's what you do well, he's so. playing in a derby well, you know, uh, you still got to have some calmness. You're a I know, professional. I know, I know. There's be-
3: no defence of it whatsoever. It was pitiful
2: yeah i know that but i don't think he meant it i don't th- i can't i you know i think you've you've seen enough tackles over the years where you see somebody do somebody there's been enough over the years and i didn't sense it was that i just thought it was out of control yeah. too high and reckless that's what it was but, and, and people are talking about the fact that there's so many go the
3: football's great it was so exciting the weekend and uh, our game was if you're a neutral our game was brilliant if you're yeah. neutral your game was brilliant sure yeah and uh you know, but the problem is, I mean, people ask uh, Declan Rice after the game, and they've asked, they asked David Moyes, and everybody's been asked, "What is it? Is it no crowded?" But I think a lot of it's to do with the defensive mindset. In the old days, defenders defended. Yeah, right. So <laughs> the ball, for, take the Zuma one, take the comedy goal of the weekend, because mm. you know it was like the Keystone Cops. So I call Chelsea's defence now the Keptstone Cops. Nice. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I see what and, you've done. Yeah, I see what I've done there. And so in the old days, the ball goes over the top. Zuma's in control, he's the head of, the, of uh, Ings. He just boots it out. He just boots it into Rosette, that's it. But now they're so conditioned to keep playing, they think, OK, I'll recycle the ball, I'll play it back to Kepa, he'll play it back, we'll go and build again, you know. But great, that's all very well. But when you're winning, that is utter stupid. And it's all very well for Lampard to say, "Oh yes, well I told them to go long," but you didn't bring on you didn't bring on Giroud, but you didn't even bring on Tammy Abraham. Still two minutes to go, so why are you saying I told them to go long? Well, who to? Yeah, it was just nonsense, and they—they've lost that ability. I mean, your lot did the same thing mm. to
2: see a game out. Well, yeah, it's game management, wasn't it? It was. I mean, the—the the thing that really drove me mad yesterday was—you I mean, probably remember in—in in All or Nothing in the uh, Amazon documentary, uh, Jose Mourinho. I have I yeah. paraphrase. <laughs> says to Sir Jaurier, "I'm always worried you're going to give away up." A- mm penalty hmm. and I'm always worried with them so you've got game management wise you've got 30 seconds left West Ham's best chance as they've proved before will probably be from a set piece of ball into the box so what do you do you give away a cheap free kick <laughs> that allows them to put the ball in the box it's, ridiculous. it's just brainless I know what makes we you did do the do same that? thing Ziyech lost the ball
3: <clears> they <throat> broke away Espelicueta had to foul They got a set play. They scored. They wouldn't have scored from anything else. If Aspilicueta hadn't fouled the bloke, they wouldn't have scored. But, But see, I wasn't
2: massively surprised. I was keeping in touch with you during Mm. the game, and you agreed. three. You felt if West Ham scored like I did, they were right back in it, because they were never out of it. I I, I like Dave Kidd's... They they, they played played quite well. I like Dave Kidd's writing in the sun, but he said they were in damage-limitation mode. They weren't. Unlike Manchester United last week when they came out for the... They were were last week. The white flag had gone up Mm. at Old Trafford. West Ham weren't like that. They went 3-0 down. They kept going. They kept playing. And you did feel if they got one goal, they would uh, they would possibly what get two and then possibly
3: three. I said to you, even when a manager like Jose Mourinho can't protect a three-goal lead, you know there's something going on with yeah. this season. I mean, just madness. The, Sanchez's header. What
2: on earth was he doing? Glancing it. I've when got he just no idea. Straight this this is the thing. I, you know, Harry Redknapp said the other week, he thought they could win it, and a few people have been talking about that. Uh, Pat Angelos, the producer on Drive, was just telling me Darren Ambrose on last night in the 80th minute, they're starting to say, "I think Tottenham can win the title." And it goes 3-1. And he's a Tottenham fan. He's having to stand it up. He's sitting there saying, "Well, look, I still stand by this 3-1. We'll see this out." I mean, it was a long, it was a long eight minutes for it. But yeah, um, but anyway, karmically uh, uh, and comically, I'm sure from West Ham's point of view, they kind of owed us that. I mean, we, we had the Stalderi goal. And we beat him at Upton Park. The bail free kick all those years ago. a two all that we didn't deserve when we got a, le- a late pen harry kane scored so that's been coming for a while so they would argue from a karma point of view well, from the fact that they and it kept was a going and they were, were the a better
3: yeah. team in the second half they did deserve yeah. to get back in the game
0: the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from
2: talk sport Walks me, Annie Jacobs here on talk sport Well, uh, you have uh, three men in this uh, studio yeah. all suffered uh, last-minute equaliser, which is a joy. Claiming that was... <laughs> theirs was worse, it yeah. was like the boot room that broke. <laughs> <laughs> but other stuff that was real football. Kevin Day is a Palace fan, a journalist, broadcaster, and author. We'll have a yeah. bit more of a chat about his new book later on. But Kev, uh, good afternoon. Good to see you. Yes, yeah, good to see you too as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> it, it turns
1: out that um, I discovered yesterday that not winning a game you didn't deserve to win. Is actually more annoying <laughs> the, it's like, the fact we didn't deserve to win and we were going to win and then we didn't win it's just a set of circles because you two i don't know what you two are moaning about ours was far worse ours was, ours no Spurs was, was the worst it was, worst. More, yeah, more yeah, I, it was, was the worst because they were
2: three nil up
3: yeah. totally in yeah. control well, with nine minutes with left, only, effectively nine minutes left. ours was a bit more seesaw and down to no team
2: know. in Premier League history have have, con- have, have come back to draw three or to get three goals to get a result in a game in the last eight minutes. That's, so that's Tottenham a... breaking records since. That's well, we nearly there's...
1: did it against uh, Liverpool, Istanbul, mm. obviously, but we we had a bit more time than you did. But you, my one consolation halfway through your first half yesterday was well, at least West Ham are going to concede ten. Now, that makes <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad day. And then <laughs> suddenly it's oh, God. and that's the other thing as well is if if Palace has gone three nil down. At, at Tottenham halfway through the second half our sole ambition would have been to make sure it wasn't 4-0 mm. we, would, we wouldn't even have attempted to try and score yeah. so hats off to West Ham yeah, yeah, no, if I, you I take I agree. out the first 16 minutes yeah. Yeah. they were well in the game I, the whole game Yeah, and, and it's not what you'd expect from. that's why I was so annoyed yesterday with that with that performance Brighton have conceded 10 goals in their last three games Yeah, so why we thought it would be a good idea to just do the old rope-a-dope for, for 75 minutes is beyond me and then Roy Hodgson afterwards blaming Zahar saying Zaha's got to get hold of the game he's got to do things and it's like well he's not allowed to because you won't let him so at least take it on the chin and say perhaps the tactics were wrong perhaps trying to defend against a team who can't defend at (laughs) home for that length of time when we've got good strikers is yeah. not a brilliant idea so of course ours was worse well. I've changed my mind again Now do, yours was, yours was, well. was <laughs> worse you? Chelsea's you? was the third
2: worst, do you know? like yeah. what's going on because again it was another fantastic weekend of mad results and great comebacks and fantastic are You one, do you like the sort of natural order of things
1: do you like a sort of pecking order or do you like this mayhem that's going on at the moment if, if if the fans were in the ground and we had this mayhem I'd love it Yeah, but I suspect part of the reason for the mayhem is that the fans aren't in the ground Yeah, because I, I suspect that Tottenham would have dug in a bit more if they had 70,000 angry North London I think it's defensive mindset I do I really feel it's a lot to do with it defenders now
3: aren't set up to defend they're set up to keep the ball going recycle it don't just kick it out into into Rose Ed that seems to have gone right out of fashion it needs to come back I think
1: I've often wondered why we say Rose Ed yeah, <laughs> I, I was expecting to say Rory I knew, I knew. I said to my son, Rosehead will come up. It will be. It missed. should but be. <clears throat> that has been the theme of the weekend. It's one of the reasons I think West Ham are doing better at home is because they haven't got fans. Because West Ham fans get antsy quite quickly, mm. so they've got a bit more freedom. But I mean, that was the theme of the weekend with the pundits. Is that especially allowing wide players to cut back in. And use their opposite foot, oh, which, yeah. which goals were going. in. Showing like people inside. Yeah. I mean, from it's the it's unbelievable. F- it, it, in, yeah. I, I did like my A, a chap down the road for me is a proper old school palace fan. He still thinks Burt Head is the best manager we've ever had. And <laughs> won't, won't, won't have it any otherwise. Not, we got that guy to, you know, guy to John Jackson's the only good goalkeeper we've had. But I was, I was talking to him this morning. He's He's an elderly gentleman himself. He's old, but he he refers to Roy as the old codger. He said, "Oh, the old codger got it wrong." <laughs> but I just loved his attitude because he said, "It's just typical palace, and it's just typical of our luck." That they have 19 shots and they get lucky with a 20th <laughs> right. so, you know, saying, and you well, had none apart from the penalty <laughs> <laughs> i was kind of explaining that perhaps if you had 19 shots yeah you'd maybe deserve a bit of luck with the 20th no you wouldn't have it i did call yeah. the result luckily in the falls panel on friday i said it'd be a one-all
2: kicking match I, I'm, I'm, and it and it wasn't a massive surprise that it normally is a bit I'm of it's okay. always a bit tasty I'm and it's generally one all i, I said nil-nil
1: nil. it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, nil, it's been it's been either nil-nil one-all or one-nil to us in the last yeah. Few games, and it's. I think it's interesting actually that despite the lack of fans at Celeste it was still quite. The message had obviously got through to the players that this was a a derby. Although I got into a semantic argument with Darren Ambrose on mm. last week. Darren Ambrose did the Palace pod, and he insisted on saying well, it was not a derby; it's a rivalry we go, no it's a derby so no it's too far away to be also oh, it's not a local derby then darren. Oh. can we can we it can we agree can we call rail barcelona a, <laughs> derby? I mean, exactly.
2: I mean, a derby i mean is that a derby or is that a <laughs> rivalry as,
1: yeah be, as befits a palace legend he wouldn't back down so we <laughs> every time we said derby he tutted so we all right then rivalry darren but yeah but the message clearly got through to the players because they were yeah I mean, obviously dunk got carried away a little bit but it, i like <laughs> the fact that cahill just try to run that off, yeah. basically. It's yeah, interesting the, that, yeah. just how the narrative
2: yeah, yeah. switches in, in football, and we're all guilty, I mean, I say guilty of it, it's just it's it's the, the way things work, but Manchester United's turning the barrel last week, cuffed, or two weeks ago, cuffed by Tottenham. This yeah. week, 4-1 winners, it's like that result didn't happen. I mean, the whole well, narrative...
3: You have to hand it to them. When yeah. they went 1-0
2: down, you thought, oh, me they're in trouble here. Yeah. So
3: they, they did well, do well. I mean, all right, they were well, a bit fortunate. Goalie getting in Callum injured. Wilson... Yeah, but, that didn't help well also. your
2: point I mean this is a point well we're going to talk to Keith Hackett about this later on um, I said to Andy about oh, it must be about 18 months ago there was a, a moment in a game where Hugo Lloris I was at the match came out and it was clearly offside but because there was no flag, yeah, yeah. player kept going. They clattered each other. They were both in a bit of pain, but they got up and carried on. And I said to you on the Monday, someone's going to get really hurt with this because you've got players going into challenges they don't need to. And Dalo's got injured. I mean, he was keeping a minute, really. I mean, Dalo yeah. gets injured, and, you know, all bets are off of them. They've lost him. He's been in great form yeah. just simply because the flag didn't. And that's not going to be helped by the fact that VAR is there and they're going to have to keep playing anyway.
1: Well, I'd be. Oh, I never thought I'd hear myself say these words, but I'd be interested to hear what Keith Hackett has got to say about that. <laughs> a first. But it's um, talking about bouncing back, I mean everyone wondered how Liverpool were gonna play. In that first ten minutes against Everton, Liverpool were yeah, magnificent exactly. as as they were last season. Yeah. Until once again, the Pickford assault, which just goes to show that nobody who commentates on T V on football or any pundit knows the laws of the game because they're all just arguing about it could still have got sent no, it doesn't matter that the ball yeah, of course because basically what they're saying because they're all saying oh, well mm. unfortunately he's offside of so the game's thought they're implying that you could punch somebody in the face as yeah. long as the offside yeah. flag had just gone up. It could, it could st- they didn't even review it. That's the bizarre thing. No. It wasn't the, even in, a yellow. Well, no, they I mean, did. It was a well, straight red. It they did, Kevin,
2: because it. they have now said there'd be no retrospective action because they dealt with it at the time. Oh, so, really? So is that... So They don't tell you the... Well, that's just they hide. That's, that's just but purely that, designed to yeah. protect them. Yeah, well, that's so a, picks, that's picks, a
1: should be getting two assists for the two-headed goals because if Van Dyke had been there... Yep. They wouldn't have been scored. No. I, mean, I mean, I know you'd hate talking about VAR, but it's, it's the, the I still can't see how that Henderson goal was. No, to be fair about. to
3: uh, Calvert-Lewin, they did a thing in the sun today. Oh. I mean, the lift—it was incredible. His height at the peak of that headed that ball was seven foot eleven. Yeah, well. his hang time was 0.5. It's like Jordan. It hang was quite time, right? Jordan hang time, wasn't off it? Off the yeah. ground, two foot seven off the ground. So I I know what you're saying, Kevin, about Van Dyke being there, but that's pretty amazing but, do
1: you know what and this is what I thought when I saw Calvert-Loon doing that somebody wants to get on Strictly that <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. couldn't, uh, couldn't have been more of a message could it but it was I've I, I got a friend of mine who's a, a football coach in Hereford who's the same age as me and, and he's, uh, he's he's not nostalgic for the sake of it but he always hearts back but as as we were saying afterwards I mean Joe Royal Bob Latchford Ferguson I mean Everton have grown up with some really good centre forwards yeah. that was as good a header as any Everton fan yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, well, even Harry Kane's goal was a proper throwback. Yeah, Goal, yeah. Cross it just, box, just a cross right on the head. Off, Yeah. Then.
2: I mean, there's only short players that can rise like a salmon, though, isn't it? You only used to. I remember Paul Parker going up for ending mm. in the game once, and they said he rose like a salmon. If you're six foot three, six foot four, you mm. don't rise. you have got to be about it's five foot. like eight. a farm salmon. No, they not, don't, they don't, don't know, rise. It's not not the farm salmon. <laughs> the ones <laughs> with the disease <laughs> Yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, it's
1: like being back with Darren Ambrose. So you're saying Peter Crouch can't rise like a salmon? Well, he's basically
2: already there. He's basically salmon height before. Some salmon are taller than others, Yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll <laughs> beg to differ on that yeah, one. That was, Kevin Day was with us on, in the it? studio, <laughs> and I think I think it was. Yeah, uh, we're going to have a chat about his book and see if any of the teams are not acting in the way he fully expected when he uh, wrote about every team in the Football League and the Premier League. That's all to come.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
2: When Kevin Day, who's our guest in the studio, wrote his book, Who Are You?, 92 Football Clubs and Why You Shouldn't Support Them, he probably wasn't expecting to see Villa make uh, the start they uh, did. Okay, what did you say about... What, what were the kind of characteristics of of Villa and why you shouldn't support them when you wrote the book? Can oh, you remember?
1: I Before I answer that question, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure Andy won't mind me saying this, but um, sometimes people at home will listen to this and think it's probably easy presenting a live radio show, but your link into Ben for the Sports News End was a masterpiece because you were literally <laughs> mid rant about a journalist in the Telegraph <laughs> having a go about Gareth Bale, you had slammed it down. The, the reverberations had only just stopped before you just went. and here's Ben with the sports Yeah, yeah you've you a couple of them. pieces like that but where people have written Bale off, it's ridiculous. He's 30, I don't he's think there's a club in
3: the world that wouldn't yeah, have Gareth Bale. Just that Bale one moment he's, showed yeah. what he can still do. All, all right, yeah, he's not going to be the same player. But you know, it's unsurprising, he hasn't played, he's hardly played since March. You Know, yeah, oh, he's a bit rusty, yeah,
1: you know, that's yeah. what it is. I said, the reaction oh, yeah. of these people is ridiculous. Yeah. Luckily, that has given me a bit of time to try and remember what I wrote about. Okay, you know, it's more, it's an interesting question because uh, the book only came out uh two weeks ago. Yeah. Who are you? Um, uh, please buy it because most of my household income has disappeared over the last <laughs> nine months. Um, but as it's, um, so not much has changed, and also so much of football is based on geography mm. or, and history. So it hasn't had a lot of time between the book being written and and now for things to change. Villa, I acknowledge basically as probably the fathers of the football league. It was their it was their chairman who who was the driving force behind the start of the football league. They're the reason that Palace wear, or wore claret and blue because our first uh, secretary secretary manager Edmund Goodman came down from Villa with a set of hopefully. Uh, kits that were, he'd been given permission to take <laughs> imagine <laughs> that the great the, scandal of the stuff. it's that, like, the,
2: like the Elgin marbles that it, could be, it would be the it great would, stolen it, kits it would be great Villa for, will send yeah. them a bill yeah. I know. it would be great for
1: a club in Croydon to start off with a set of kits that were nicked yeah. <laughs> uh, no but Villa are one of those clubs that no matter what Division, even when they were back in Division Three, in, in the, and when they had the record crowd again, when Match of the Day went mad and showed a Division Three game against Bournemouth, mm. even when they're in Division Three, they're a club whose tradition and history you can't, you can't. I, I always find a reason to not like a club. Most of these reasons are just hung in cheek. The the one club that is probably different now to to what i wrote about yeah it was was mill and mill was a difficult task for me and i decided in the end that the best thing for me to do was patronize them because that would annoy them even more <laughs> than anything but you you write about mill when you have to acknowledge that mill are a club raised in a fierce south london working class community and i'm not sure that, that terry herlock and harry cripps would be delighted to see that they're now being sponsored by a healthy chocolate bar, yes, and that basically the ground that used to be surrounded by pubs is now surrounded by ironic cheesemongers <laughs> and, and beard lotion shops. Because Birmingham's got, I mean, Terry Herlock might like a <clears throat> beard lotion shop, but Birmingham's and, and yet they still accuse Palace of being a posh club. It's like because, of course, Thornton Heath is full of French restaurants and, and art galleries. We do have art galleries, but we call them walls where live, but, but so it's, it's there isn't really but, and it but it's interesting Is it's like I imagine. I'd like to revisit it in ten years' time to see whether Plymouth, for example, because yeah. just, just to annoy Josh Widdicombe, you have to make most of the Plymouth chapter about it, the fact that year after year they're going to be the biggest club west of Bristol, which they should be because they've got mm. this huge catchment area. So in yeah. ten years' time, I'd quite like to revisit it and say, to Josh? He told you they're still not in the Premier League." What are you, you know, but as I say, most clubs are tied. Well, I'd like I'd like the image of some clubs to be changed. I'd like Rochdale, for example, rather than being known. As the club that spent most time in the lower divisions i'd like roxdale to be known as the first club to have a black manager mm. which they did in 1962 which yeah, i didn't positive, know, which yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. So there are there are things about every club mm. that you could change that you there are, and sometimes we always focus on the next and that's why the reasons i give for not liking clubs yeah. for the most part uh, they're not ironic, but there's some of them you have to work up. Who doesn't like Burton for his army? So the fact, that, <laughs> the fact that Burton's badge looks like a pregnant Eiffel Tower is not really a reason to hate them. But we've never played them, so I haven't got a reason to hate them. Yeah,
2: but, I know what you mean. You know, some yeah. teams, I mean, have you had much f- feedback from fans, Are the ones of the well, early I, adopters
1: who bought it already? What I've, have they said? Been, I've been pleasantly surprised, I have to say, because I, I was bracing myself to get the sort of criticism that went... Everything you said about my club Mansfield was wrong. Yeah, but I grudgingly agree that everything you say about the other 91 clubs was right. But I haven't had that. Most people have, have obviously gone straight to their to their club and then read the rest of the book. But people recognise that it's it's as much a history of football and my part in it as it is of each yeah. football club. And I think for the most part, even Liverpool, Man United, Man City fans have acknowledged that they're pleased that Mansfield, Rotherham, Doncaster get as much space in the book as as their clubs do because it's a book about football and how brilliant. Football is, mm. and and it's a book about how odd the rivalries are. I mean, it's like I, there's a, a mate of mine called John Smith who uh, is a really interesting bloke, and it really annoys him. He's called John Smith. <laughs> because I think he's become interesting because he's called John Smith yeah but you think people well, call John Smith try hard I think them were like, they're like short players they can be yeah. Salmon's yeah. bit people they you know, can like be like John, like can't salmon. Salmon. Yeah. I'm not letting that one go <laughs> but I was, I was really pleased because when I was, he's written a book himself a really good book about football books but he asked me <laughs> he was in last week with Dan Trelfer yeah the, well, you, you, yes, you know, second yellow yeah yeah exactly and Dan needs to be more interesting for somebody called Dan but John very interesting somebody called John Smith but I knew I was on a winner when John said to me one afternoon during the TV show So I watched chapter you doing now and he's a West Ham fan so I said Oldham and he just went into this rant about how much West Ham hate Oldham because of uh, they, they picked him to the title by yeah. that point they beat him on the plastic pitch they beat him in a court fight and I just thought great if, if West Ham fans hate Oldham I'm definitely onto something with this book because <laughs> that's what I love I love, a bit, I love the bizarre rivalries between football fans yeah I love the fact that you know Max Rushton hates Peterborough <laughs> that are really, that are really It's funny, but it's you know, to him and to Peterborough fans, that's just as important as the big ones like Palace Brighton.
3: Yeah. There was an amazing I'm uh, watching Have I Got News for You, which of course you're a writer on, and there was there was a sports clip,
1: a boxing clip. Was it? Did you not see <laughs> it? I, I did see it, yeah. but well, that was last Friday. It's a lot yeah, there's been a te- lot of water under the bridge since. And... Yeah, no, it basically was a, <laughs> a
3: clip from BT Sport. It was amazing. Oh, the David Hay one. David Hay, yeah. it was oh. incredible. Paul Dempsey, who I really like, and he was sitting next to David Hay, and he said, Who better to discuss Black History Month in terms of boxing than. Yes. You, I mean, thought, and you're convinced he's going to say David Hay, and then he goes, Steve Punce. Oh, yeah.
1: It's um I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's, I first saw it, and it's, it's a brilliant Twitter site called Accidental Partridge. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. I've which seen is it, basically is. TV moments that, that could have been Alan Partridge moments. Yeah. Mm. And that was one of the most jaw-dropping bits of thing. But I, oddly enough, I had this conversation. I was at BT Sport. Uh, Recently, in their studios and BT Sport are great I love what Mm. they do I've got no personal animus against them but they're about we counted it was a long day along the corridors there was about 105 photographs of various presenters and sports people and I think there were five photographs that had, had black people in and of that five four of them were throwing a punch so it's like that's a sort of well, I wasn't that surprised by BT Sport going, well, we've got a black man in the studio, but let's have Steve Bunce uh, to I think, to, I wield know, I think, to wield his high-pitched voice. I think it was just, yeah.
2: it was a bit of an... I don't know.
1: I don't quite know what it's happened. It's a bit unfortunate I
3: because intend, I said yeah.
1: to the wife, Steve Bunce is an acknowledged boxing okay. historian. He does very knowledgeable... Incredible yeah. boxing. But it's, it's 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 what Kieran Maguire would refer to as a tin ear, basically. It's just like, yeah, somebody yeah. should have it, said, hang on a second, at least let David Hay... <laughs> ...acknowledge it first of all. But, I mean, th- these things are always done with... With good intent, and I think it's it's brilliant the way all men, I mean, even the BBC, but the way ITV, Sky, and BT have acknowledged Black History Month is has been brilliant. I mean, mm. compared to what it would have been five years ago, which would have been nothing. I think all the broadcast media deserve some credit for at least trying to to acknowledge and do their part. And there's been some brilliant film. And it, again, it comes back to that thing I talked about, Rochdale having the first black manager. I, I know a lot about his, uh, football history. I love football history. Yeah. I didn't know that. I also didn't know that Tony Collins was Palace's first black player. I should have known that. Mm. And and until football starts telling these stories, then things like Steve Bunce will will happen. Yeah you know? and and the fact is you have to look even at Sellers Park you have to look around the crowd when they come back and say considering how many black and asian people live in the catchment area there aren't enough black and asian people in in the mm. ground. And so it's not just getting black managers and black CEOs and, and sorry to sound serious here and, but it's about getting black fans and black Asian fans in but of our generation of people you can't blame anybody who's black and Asian for not letting their kids go to football now people, no. people who are our age who are black and Asian wouldn't let their kids anywhere near a football game so there's still work to be done absolutely, oh, absolutely. So just looking for a punchline then finally it wasn't finally, appropriate, was it? <laughs> finally we'll on learn. a lighter note <laughs> uh, apparently
2: I read at the end of the Chelsea game uh, the three all draw to mask their disappointment at the bridge they played Bob Marley's three little birds over the PA <laughs> what crowd, incred- well, we all know what they do in your stadium if you've lost or like what would have happened our old mate Pete um, he would have put on a bit of REM or something at Ear-piercing yeah. yeah. loudness, so you couldn't hear the booing of the crowd because it was yeah. thrilled <laughs> or the cheering of the West Ham fans. But when there's no one in there, why are you playing music at the end of the game when there's no one in well, there? Well,
1: There was a moment. Well, it's, it's the fact that they're still announcing the substitutes' names as well. It's like <laughs> why are they doing that over the PA? Basically, like, but there was a moment yesterday when I'm fairly sh- certain that whoever it was pressing the crowd noise button at Palace had got it just got it wrong. He just got behind himself because there were cheers when Brighton had a, had a chance and. And, and like ooze when we brighten. So, yeah. Okay, you've got the wrong teammates. <laughs> we and it's. I still can't make up my mind whether it's better in silence or better with the fake silence, the fake, fake the fake silence, the fake crowd. Know, it's it's fake. Fake. To silence. bring fake. Yeah. Oh, do yeah, you know what? It's when it's the crowds are back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
2: make sure I'm listening in fake silence. I've already had a bet. <laughs> I've already had
1: a bet with the mate as He was saying over the weekend, what a weekend it's going to be. What a Saturday that's going to be. The first time we're allowed in. Yeah. And I already said, within five minutes, we'll be booing yeah because <laughs> oh, yeah, we've yeah, just yeah. waited i'm not you'll be or you'll be saying i ain't coming again i've Sorry, had enough no, of no, no. i ain't sure, coming here again that's it, the,
2: that's, the, that's it that's <laughs> <of> it throwing the season won't see me again mate not till he's gone till he's gone i'm coming back all right i've been shut out for 18 months <laughs> <laughs> the thing i love most in the world but i ain't coming back till he's gone kev good to see you thanks for coming who are you by kevin day you're if you support a football league club or a Premier League club. You've got your own chapter. What more do you want? And all the teams you hate, they've got a chapter as well. Um, so, Kevin's book, Who Are You Available Now? Published by Bloomsbury Sport, 92 football clubs and why you shouldn't support them. The
0: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
2: We both scour the papers at the weekend and we're drawn to little stories. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, was, I was drawn to one uh, this weekend that I thought, well, this, this must be a sports story because it starts off. Uh, Becky started in 24... Uh, fell doing parkour, you know the old. Parkour, yeah, this is a sports story. It's a parkour story. Mm. She's at Derby University, and uh, I thought, okay, how's this going to develop as a sports story? And then she reckons the huge bruise on her leg now looks like Britain's Got Talent winner, Susan Boyle. (laughs) Unfortunately. It doesn't. Well, they didn't give you the picture. (laughs) All they did was have the story without the picture. (laughs) So it was almost like... So I was thinking, I've got an option here. I I can spend a bit of time scouring the internet to find the Susan Boyle (laughs) bruise, or I can get a life. So guess what I did? I I searched the internet. So here it is. This is the Susan Boyle bruise, Andy. Does it look... Like Susan Boyle. No. You da- not no? even remotely. Can you not- no, Not, you can't see it. They never look like the people. No. They
3: don't. <laughs> okay. I, I actually do Scott... Sorry, Becky. I actually do Scott Parker. That's where I
2: leap sideways to sideways on buildings. Is that Scott Parker? <laughs> is that is that your favourite sport? <laughs> it it That's is. right. Um, Blue Sue's been in touch. It's a Chelsea season-yout oh, from Harrow. Yeah. She said, please give my West Ham fan cousin Sean a mention. He had a t- heart attack earlier this year, caught COVID and was lucky to survive. But even worse than that, he took his dogs out for a walk when the Hammers were 3-0 down. And it was 3-0 when he got back. I'm not sure about even worse than that. Mm. I mean, it might have felt like it at the time, so. But, yeah, we're happy to give Sean a mention. Uh, glad you're uh, you're OK, Sean. And, uh, I mean, you would have, de- you would have been it's delighted. It's the football fan's obviously. favourite
3: thing to do that. When yeah. your team's behind, you. Okay. you don't think you've got a chance. I'll, I'll go at least, if, something might happen if I stop watching it. You're so. better
2: off keeping your counsel often. Because I saw even, like, the moose, you know, 3-0 down. He's on there and he's saying, oh, yeah, great, Bale's coming on now. We've had it. And he was, like, very down on the team, as most West Ham fans would have been at the time. But, of course, by the end of it, he's sending me little gags. He's DMing me little West Ham Tottenham gags. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he he certainly changed his tune by then. It's not untypical. No, Okay. Um, Uh, Do you see that farming and meat producers
3: have called for vegans to stop using the terms burger and sausages and saying that they've culturally appropriated meat terms? Oh, right. Basically, yeah. So you better not be
2: seen in a butcher's coat. (laughs) Unless you're a carnivore. If you're an Aussie rules referee of the old school (laughs) and you still wear the butchers coat. Uh, Victoria Beckham uh, took Harper for a haircut, Andy. I think you saw this. This is a place called, um, is it Hershison's? Daniel Hershison. It's a very famous uh, hairdresser. I mean, I I don't know if the the papers know this, but they reckon it's 360 quid for a cut. 360 quid. (laughs) I think if... Daniel
3: does your hair. They have different you know, these salons. How Oh, it works. if Daniel does your yeah, hair. If you, if you have like the chief <laughs> bloke, or if you go to somebody like uh, oh, Junior, yeah. it's less. You know, yeah. Then, and then so that's how it works. So they probably went with the top. Right? I don't know if Harper had that one, but honestly, don't in. I've got no Harper Beckham can have any haircut. She likes. But well, that's don't good to hear. Andy. Put it on Instagram <laughs> and look at Romeo. Why has he got 2.9 Instagram followers? What's wrong with these people? <laughs> it's not in the best of Why moods. Had fo- it been 3-2, he would never have a problem following? with the
2: Beckhams. It's nothing to do with that. Why are you it's following kept, this, this is child? Kept, this is all Kepa's fault. Every rail against the <laughs> Harper not, Beckhams yep. haircut is a little pop I'm indirectly I'm not happy Sir Kepper. Tom
3: Moore got a free membership to the MCC. So <laughs> <laughs> really want to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. so, I told you, the Sir <laughs> Tom Moore backlash starts here with Andy, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Jacobs, the only hard-hearted man <laughs> who, who doesn't like... The no, fact he's trademarked he's... his own name now. I can't wait to get the t shirt and the mug. It's tremendous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. T- Honestly, Andy, you are it's a tremendous person. This country's gone mad. Your missus cut your hair. She cut it at, uh, yeah. at the weekend. And, uh, she did. It's very when, handy. She cuts it, when she cuts it at the weekend, because she's a hairdresser, she's not doing it for a laugh. When yeah. she does it, does she indulge in. Did she say you going away this year and uh how you been say the something family. for the weekend <laughs> oh come on come only on. joking only joking there he is he's working from he's working from the pale blue book now I didn't realise I didn't know he was doing
3: that <laughs> well Strictly got off to a flying start and I know that because I didn't watch Sue it. treats it like a sport Does she I really? go in there she's. I start telling her about West Ham and Tottenham. Oh yeah. And she's watching Strictly at the same time and then she starts telling me about all the competitors and she's about as interested in West Ham Tottenham as I am in <laughs> <And> Strictly. <laughs> what a great marriage. It's,
2: it's going well but you're still together all that's these years. True. On. One of the reasons that uh, uh, Southampton got back into the game is where you put them uh, in in the uh, dressing rooms. Are were you where aware else of this can story? can
3: go? I thought that was a path- It's not
2: that far because
3: I, ha- I that's near where I sit so I walk past the health club. Yeah. So they had to walk past the health club
2: into the corner of the stadium and then they're virtually on the pitch this is what ralph said he said we lost three minutes at half time you want to coach you want to reorganize your team but you don't have time it's not fair we were in a health club you go down the stairs and up the stairs up more stairs i can't remember he said i used it as motivation so they fed off of that but that wasn't the worst of the weekend you mm. see what happened to Bayern munich uh, at the weekend that's got nothing to do with the fact that kepp a- bottle rack changed completely and Zuma <laughs> didn't kick, not. It, kick it into Rosette. But, but Bayern Munich had to change in a school uh, before their game the other day and then sort mm. of march into the stadium because obviously there was nowhere else they could do it. So, uh, yeah, it's all been going on. You know, everybody's having to make sacrifices mm. at the moment.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. From Talk Sport.
2: Don't ask me. Here we go then. Okay. Every Monday we ask Andy five questions about last week's shows, one from every day of the week. Can he remember anything so, can about he them? You can't even tell who's playing tonight. I wouldn't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> On Friday, we spoke to a former Wales uh, player who'd written a children's book. Who was the player? James Hook. James Hook, that's right, mm. former fly half. Ooh. Uh, Adrian Smith, guitarist of Iron Maiden, has written a new book and it's called Monsters of River and What? Oh, it's a fishing book. Monsters of River and... and. Think of the festival. Monsters of River and. Glastonbury. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was thinking more of the Monsters of Rock festival, oh, but sorry. there we are. But Monsters of River and Adrian, like that. He always gets an early for this. It's, it's like. like Don't that, say amazing like that. It's like, you... that, like that gift with the old popcorn. That's why he's enjoying it. Um, we spoke to uh, guys at Collingham Cricket Club the other day. The yeah. rare African bird had landed on their outfield. What was the bird called? Oh, they're like the hoopoe. Hoopoe. That's, that's, yeah, hoopoe, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hoopoe, we are going to get the old sorry. Liverpool keeper, Mike Hoopoe, <laughs> on to have a chat about it. <laughs> uh, OK, uh, playing for pride. Uh, Lloyd Scott got back in the diving suit to do what challenge to raise money for charity? Oh, the three peaks. The three peaks, yeah. that's right. Oh, and on unlucky. Monday, um, we spoke to a, a charity runner who uh, did a marathon for every win that Wigan got last season. But which side does the runner Chris Devine support? It's not a Wigan. Stoke. Stoke. So yeah. it was just like the dip for Monsters of River and Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That's us. We're back tomorrow for one. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm
0: on TalkSport.